and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 472. That's right. What are we talking about tonight? DC versus Vampires 3 and 4. That's right. It's, uh, it's filler time, baby. <laughs> uh, we know, guys, that issue 5 is already out, but no worries. We're, I mean, we're just going to take our time with this stuff. Um it's very slow going on stuff. So uh, having having a, a, an issue in the bank while we're waiting, what, I think the next issue comes out not too long from now anyways. It, it doesn't hurt us to have uh, material we haven't yet covered still uh, available to pull from if need be, if this drought of Green Lantern material continues forth. <laughs> well, yeah, we can always talk about, no, we won't, not anytime, not immediately, but we can talk about Guy, get, guy Gardner getting shafted again and Hal looking like he'll be a bad guy in world's finest. So it's all good for Green Lantern right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I did see the other day. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, it just uh, I don't know if I necessarily consider this truly news, but yeah, what the hell? Uh, did you see the solicit for uh, Ramvi's Swamp Thing number 14? I think I might have seen a picture, but I, I didn't actually see the solicits. The well, the the image, the the image. Um, God, there it is. With the symbol. Yes. So yeah, you have I, somebody. It. Somebody posted it somewhere. Yes, I just didn't have the context for it. Yeah, definitely down for that. Uh, really looking forward to that. Right now, let's see. Next week would be the releases that hit on the thirtieth. Yeah, Swamp Thing Eleven comes out on uh, next week. So we got a little a little bit to go before we hit issue fourteen. But Swamp Thing is a series I am actively pulling, folks. It is one of the things that intrigued me from um, from Future State. Uh, and I, I always pause after I say Future State because I'm like, wait, do I mean Future Zen? What was it again? It, it was it was one of the stories from Future State that really pulled me in. And uh, man, I have not regretted it since. Uh, I have actually had to go to the comic book store a couple of weeks ago and I told them, like, you know what? I'm just getting so many things like Mark. At one point I walked out. Of, it, granted, I hadn't been there in a couple of weeks, but I walked out having spent nearly $200 on my stack. OK, so like I was like, I I need to cut back. So I cut back on a lot of issues uh, and just, you know, we'll opt to get them in trade. But Swamp Thing, guys, is one of the ones I did not cut. And at this point, if I'm still getting something in single issues after the great calling, uh, it's good. Uh, Ram V is a terrific writer. I've said that a couple of times, I believe, on this podcast. So, if whether you're planning on catching up on the series before issue 14 hits, or if you're just going to get this issue or you're curious about it, I can tell you, highly recommended series. I don't think you will regret picking up this issue if you're curious. Indeed. Certainly, it will be something I'm sure we'll discuss at some point. Yeah, for sure. DC versus Vampires 3 and 4. You ready? Yeah, let's get into the sucker. Um, so issue three, Trust No One, appropriately titled. This picks up immediately after the results of where we left off in issue two, which if, for those who don't remember, that's when Hal pretty much tricked Barry and killed Barry after giving him the sob story. I really wanted you to join us, man, but they wouldn't let you. <laughs> so the, the rest of the Justice League is basically looking at Barry's dead body on the beach. And now we know psychologically why in a way why Hal is doing this but even if you didn't know Hal was the one who killed Barry he is laying it on really thick in this scene about who could have possibly done this and it's like oh we have to find who did this you better investigate the rogues and 
And Aquaman, hey, maybe it was not a coincidence. He was killed next to water. <laughs> you better go to the ocean and look for clues. He's he's laying it on really thick on this. And and you and you can tell Batman being Batman that he already he already knows something is really rotten in the state of Denmark here. Jaina is there since uh her brother's still dead. And she's you know, she's there basically in body, but in spirit. She you know, she, all she's thinking about is her her missing her missing brother. We have a whole bunch of scenes showing us what's going on around not just Gotham, but it's, a lot of it's in Gotham and new Gotham and old Gotham and all this crap uh, related to the vampires taking over. We have uh rat catcher being interrupted by Batgirl who only to find out that rat catcher, which actually tr- trying to fight a vampire who almost kills Batgirl, but because Nightwing is kind of stalking Batgirl and they keep having this really obnoxious flirting, which, which actually gets called out in these two issues that, uh, by Ratcatcher right here, actually, about that, you know, the, the flirting that we saw in the uh, Bat, the Bat family meeting about the vampires, that that comes back into play in this. We have Batman, I think he's in the sewer investigating and looking, he's he's following clues related to the to the justice, to the, the Justice League, the, the Hall of Justice there about what trying to. I think he already has a general idea what happened, but he's he's looking for clues. And Jana keeps Jana, excuse me, she keeps hovering with Batman, and he doesn't really want her there. I think partially because he knows what he's going to find, but this plays out. This plays out shortly, and you know, Batman did kind of spill the beans that he you know he believes that uh, you know that Andrew Bennett came looking for help, but he vanished, and basically whatever happened to Andrew is what happened is what happened to your brother. That's what he. That's the gist of what's going on. We have the Penguin being chased by. By vampires, he runs into Zatanna just for us to find out that Zatanna's already been turned. And I like that. That basically she just she's not going to turn the penguin. She just wants to eat him. And basically he's just fast food for uh, he's fast food for vampires, which is kind of funny. We go back to the scene of, the, of Barry Allen's murder with probably the worst taped off crime scene ever. Uh, this looks like this looks like a worse job than if you when you put the tape in front of your driveway after you seal it. That's kind of what it's like. So. Diana's just standing there looking out into the ocean and Hal comes by. And again, Hal's the the way he's dropping his words is, is again, kind of suspicious that that he's, but I don't think he's necessarily trying to hide what his real intentions are here, but Diana picks up on stuff and she ties him with the lasso and, and Hal pretty much comes clean about being a vampire. And it's like, it's wonderful. And they continue their conversation, but as they're continuing their conversation, while Hal's being truthful, he's also hypnotizing Diana in the process. So she is incapable of stopping Hal and Hal bites Diana and he turns her. We have a kind of an I'm not going to say it's a it's a useless scene, but it's not exactly anything with Damien. I don't really care about. So you have Black Black Canary and Damien bumping into each other and both think that the other is probably a vampire. So they so they have a fight. Which Black Canary pretty much kicks the crap out of him and takes a blood sample to boot so she can go to double check to make sure he's actually human. Batman and, and Jaina continue their investigation down by the sewer. Batman jumps in and he pulls out. A, he basically pull, is able to pull out a piece of of her brother, which um, and this is when that based on how difficult it is to cut through bone and the way the the jagged edges would appear if it was a blade that this was that it was a light weapon an energy made a weapon made of light that pretty much did it which tells you that it was hal black canary shows up with the green arrow family arsenal and and uh, ollie to come up you know to come up with their come up with their strategy about what to do and ollie basically is planning on taking down batman in case he because he thinks he might be turned or in case he's turned he better he is planning to take him out. We have a meeting of the justice league and this is where pretty much Diana and Hal show up at the end. And they basically say, uh, the reason why Batman isn't present in this little meeting is because he wasn't invited because Batman killed Barry Allen. And that ends issue three. I've never seen a more dun, dun, dun panel in my life than those last couple of panels there. I know we'll talk about it more, but man, the artwork was very hit or miss. And this yeah. was and very missed as far as I'm concerned, certainly in, in this issue. How, you know, Hal looked really horrible. Most of the characters really looked horrible consistently, I think. Did but, you uh, did you mention the creative team? Paul? 
Uh, no, I gave the title, but I didn't go into it. I, I can uh, do it. I got it right here. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, or is so, it the same team? Then you just do it for you. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Then just do it for, you can just do it for, for, for four of them. Yeah. So it's written by James Tinian, uh, and Matthew Rosenberg art and color and main cover by Otto Schmidt letter by Tom Napolitino variant cover by Francesco, Francisco, uh, Matina edited by Ben Abernathy. So we pick up in London where uh, our good friend John Constantine is having a drink and a cigarette and uh, Zatanna comes up to him and wants to, to talk with him privately. He says, I don't think there's anything back here for you to drink, uh, but I'm happy to talk to you if you're done with the whole biting me thing. Uh, so he magically wraps her up and has a conversation with her. She's obviously trying to convince him to, to join them. Uh, Batman is saying that he wants to collect as many blood samples as possible. I guess that's he's on the same track that Oliver and Dinah and Arsenal are. And then uh, after he hangs up, I'm assuming with Alfred, gets shot with an arrow through the shoulder. Um, and then him and uh, him and Ollie start a fight because he wasn't really shot. Batman had set up a cowl on a dummy uh, to trick uh, Arrow. And they begin to fight. But over in Old Gotham, we see more uh, Batgirl, Nightwing hijinks. Not a not a whole lot there to talk about. I, I'm, a, I'm thinking that'll come more into play in issue five, or, or especially in issue six, because I, Batgirl's on the cover to issue six. Uh, so uh, cut back over to the fight. Ollie and Batman are going at it. He's telling Oliver, like, hey, you dare come at me in my own home. It's over. I trusted you. All this stuff. Um, Batman tackles him to the ground. He says, I thought you'd be stronger. And uh, apparently Oliver shot him with an uh, arrow full of water. It's holy water. What are you trying to stake me? And they're like, oh, you're not. No, I'm not. And uh, thus into the fight. Zatanna and Constantine are still um, talking to each other about what's going on. Honestly, not even really. They're just kind of shooting the shit at this point, I guess, waiting for the other one to make a move. And then suddenly Dr. Fate shows up out of nowhere to get John Constantine. Zatanna attacks him. He turns uh, John um, stops her in, you know, with a spell and holds her in midair. But Dr. Fate's having none of that and just obliterates her. Uh, John Constantine is uh, being recruited by Dr. Fate and presumably some other folks because the fate of the very world is at stake. Batman and Ollie are comparing notes uh, about what's going on, what Ollie's been doing mostly. Uh, he ends up telling Ollie that it was Hal. Uh, they set up a plan to go after folks. We see Batgirl. Uh, is, is she still she's still called Batgirl, right? Cass- this is Cassie, right? Cassandra Kane, is she is she t- Oh Batwoman. Bat you mean Batwoman, right? Isn't she Batwoman? Batgirl is, is Barbara. Yeah, but okay. Maybe right? she's Batgirl Bat is Batgirl is Barbara. She's the one who's who's with all the crap going on with But I thought Batwoman was Kate Kane. Yeah. That would that I I think that's I think that would be the case. Anyways, they're fighting Grodd. Um he disappears uh by turning into a bat. And they found the only thing they found out of that apparently was a Joker card. Uh, they're trying to figure out the king of the vampires, Batman and Ollie. And suddenly the alarms start going off and we see Wonder Woman has arrived. Batman knows that she's something's off. Hal is also there. They start fighting him. Another alarm goes off and uh, it is the rest of the Justice League, Martian Manhunter, Hawkgirl, Cyborg and Superman. They're going to help each other and then to be continued because a massive fight breaks out between the Justice League and Batman and Ollie, <laughs> the two non-powered members, uh, in the middle of the Batcave. What do you think? Well, I like my issue better. It's it's OK. I mean, it's 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 certainly not boring overall, even though I got to be honest with you. I'll, I'll, I know it's supposedly served a purpose, but some of the stuff the. Stuff on the street stuff didn't I didn't really care all that much about it. I mean, it's good to get it's good to give you an idea of what's really going on, you know, but basically literally what's going on on the street on the ground level about how the vampires are taking control and, and all these characters that we that we would normally never think would have anything would have to deal with anything like this or would be or how would they handle this? And you have the, you know, like a C tier villain like Ratcatcher or you have Penguin and finding out that, you know, Zatanna's turned and finding and that 
Yeah, I mean, I don't like the Hal as bad guy, but that's that kind of par for the course. It seems where we're going these days in a lot of places. So it's okay. I will be curious to see you know what what Batman's plan is and and how that relates going back to the first couple of issues with Lex Luthor's blood and the, the syringe that he had. Yeah. But other than that, it's, you know, it's, I mean, I'm somewhat curious about this fight with the justice league, just to see how to see, because we don't really know of all the characters right now that are fighting, that are fighting Hal and excuse me, fighting Bruce and Oliver have been turned. They could very, they could just still be being manipulated by Hal and Diana. We, so we, which is probably the probably what's going on, considering the number of people that were there at the, at the uh, Hall of Justice when they dropped the bomb that it was Batman being the one who's who's the bad guy. So yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I know you mentioned the art hit or miss, and honestly, you can see what you mean. But I'm just really having fun with this style. In the times I like it, I really like it. Um, in the times that it's not so great, it's just like yeah. Uh, overall, the style. Uh, there are more hits than misses for me, so I'm down with that. Some people online still going crazy about, like, you know, how can Tal do this and blah, blah, blah. Guys, he's a vampire. He's not just using ring abilities. He is using vampire abilities. Vampires have the ability to hypnotize people in some interpretations of them. He is merely using the power of the ring to amplify said hypnosis. Um, it's comics. Uh, if they suddenly were saying that the ring could hypnotize people, then yes, I'd have a problem with it. But that's not what they're saying. It's just ring amplified natural vampire hypnosis. That's fine enough for a comic book. <laughs> Calm down. But no, I'm really, I'm really down with it. I actually do like the Barbara, the Barbara and Dick stuff because I'm actively reading Nightwing. That's another, and it's it's at the top of my DC to read pile, guys. There's a lot of uh, Dick and Barbara stuff going on in that as well that I've been enjoying. So it's just nice to see somebody else having fun with that. I do think so. Part of me was like, is Hal showing his hand at the beginning of, I think, your issue? Because part of me was so used to Hal being the renegade and and or or, or whatever that I it, it slipped my mind on the first read through that the league rotates who's in charge basically because i mean that's that's how that's that's the thing in lots of justice league comics and 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 animated series and stuff is like there's a what do they call it they have a name for it right um but yeah it's basically they each take turns as kind of like leader of the justice league or you know um officer of the day yeah something (laughs) like that so uh, how acting all like okay you do this you do that i was like man you're 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 taking too you're taking too much charge. You're you're trying to force them to go where you want. They're gonna pick up on this immediately. Don't do that. And I was like, oh no, it's probably just his turn as Justice League leader or whatever. Which is interesting because I don't think we've seen Hal in a leadership position within the league, probably since what, Justice League Europe? Possibly. I mean, certainly nothing that I I can consciously remember a time frame where that was the case. Yeah. Cause I don't I don't remember seeing many times with Hal or uh, I mean, really, anybody else, lantern-wise, at the at the head uh, of of the league. But no, honestly, like DC versus vampires, I'm having fun with it, much in the same way that I had fun with deceased. Did you read deceased? No. Okay, so I read that. You know the the plot of that, right? Basically. Yes. Okay. Honestly, it's just it's it's kind of like the way you watch movies like Moonfall or. Um, you know, any disaster movie, 2021 or was it 20, whatever the movie was, 2012, um, 2012 that one. Oh my God. Uh, um, basically the way you watch any popcorn movie disaster film, it looks cool. There's a couple of things that, uh, really stand out to you and other things that you're like, yeah, what are they talking about? But it's a, shut, it's a good shut your brain off and have fun thing. And, uh, I'm here for the ride. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm definitely curious where it's going, but I'm honestly, I'm not taking it too seriously. Well, it's probably the best approach overall. I mean, it's, I mean, it's fine. I mean, there's nothing, I don't actively dislike anything about this. It's, it's, it's a relative, it's, it's nice to have a relatively easy read. That's For a sure. plus because the Lord knows we, that we haven't had a whole lot of that, even with whatever we've been doing with, whether it's gr- pure Green Lantern stuff or not, it's not always 
straightforward and can just read it, understand, understand it and not have and get the gist of every, basically everything you need to know is there on the page. And yeah, maybe I'll connect to, you know, connect dots that won't all come together until a few more issues down the road, but it's not, you know, it's not something super, super heavy, like we were on condition to deal with, like with the Morrison run and things like 100%. that. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad we don't have to really spend a, a lot of time dissecting this. Uh, I mean, kind of, kind of, I, I, in some ways I kind of feel like this is like a, uh, another sort of um, uh, justice league. Uh, 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 what's the one we just, I knew you were going to, that's why I thought you were going to say a second ago when you were about to, before you went into deceased last ride. Yes. Last ride. Like Last Ride, like we know Last Ride was a limited series. We know it's taking place kind of in its own universe. Um, we can speculate about where it's headed, but we don't really have to like, you know, rip it a new one for anything. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 its own thing and it's going to do what it wants. So are are you basically are you here for the ride or are you not? Are you enjoying it or are you not? What's what's up for you? So uh, I'm I'm just having fun with it. Honestly, I think thus far I actually might like it more than Last Ride. Oh, I definitely like it more than Last Ride so far. Last Ride had a lot of issues to start with, and there were a lot of things even from a plot perspective that didn't make sense from the beginning. Like as we talked about stuff like that, they referenced themselves as it wrapped up about Lobo. Oh, we should cutting Lobo's head off. We could have, sh- we should have done this before. Yeah. You, you probably should have. <laughs> yeah. And lots of other things they could have and should have done, but it was, Do a- you think you might be forgiving it more because it's a fantastical element like vampirism. Yeah. I don't know, because I don't know if there's anything. So there's so, anything so far that for me, stands out where it should it should bother me i mean other than conceptually having hal be you know kind of once again hal being being a bad guy even though he's not the bad guy the the big bad and he's being manipulated which is a common theme these days other than that it seemed plus there's a lot we don't know about with the whole vamp you know with the whole you know the, the whole war with the vampires and the behind the scenes on the vampire end there's a lot of stuff we don't know yet i don't think i'm forgiving this book because of the nature of the subject matter i think i'm it's just there were issues with last ride i had from the beginning and then when you got to the end and the way they kind of like and and i know they lost an issue in that but the reality is the way they kind of half-assed the ending and then kept referencing the own their own plot holes in the story as it wrapped up it's like oh we should have done this or why didn't we do that and it's like uh that just reinforced stuff I already saw. So it was ca- kind of harder to overlook because they yeah. were, they were pointing your attention to it. Even if you hadn't picked up on it to begin with, they were like making it so obvious. This hasn't happened in this series yet. So I think it's more, more enjoyable. All right. Sounds good. Uh, should we then just since it's the same subject matter, pivot to the email? Yes. I'll, I'll read it if you want. Yeah, go ahead. All right. This is from Lance and, a text we have it's an action it's a text it's an, right it's an actual text it's our first text <laughs> it's our first and and, it, and and not like a two-word thing this is like a this is like an email caliber text so hey lanternologists i was listening to your coverage of dc versus vampires when i got to wondering how did you get to know hal as a character what story showed you who he is and what did they show you about him for me i entered green lantern and comics in general in the john's era so Green Lantern's secret origin is at the core of my understanding of who he is. I really like how it shows Hal's rebellious actions as being rooted in having unanswered questions and how that's tied to his strength, which is super tied to his conviction. I identify with, with that and enjoy how it widened the scope on the kinds of stories that I could read about him and the characters around him. I don't know what stories are in our future, but Hal will always be the one who showed that kind of perseverance as a strength to younger me. Good Lance. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I remember Lance from, you know, uh, he long time listener. Um, so like I, I, um, I, I have the same experience, honestly, I'm trying like, so, so when I first got my green lantern stuff, I've told the story a billion times. I got both rebirth and the showcase presents whatever, you know, the, the, the black and white collections um, that are cheap and mass produced or whatever. Uh, I got, I think, volume two of that. So I got to see Johns' version and the true, you know, so quote, quote, unquote, the true Silver Age version of this. And yeah, I I think I got the best of both worlds um, looking at it. 
because I'm just kind of looking at what's on my shelf over here to determine what I've what I've all read, what I've picked up, so on and so forth. Yeah. Honestly, I would say the John's era, probably much like you, Lance. But uh, um, I think that and, uh, you know, I don't know that it added anything to my understanding of the character of Hal Jordan. Well, I mean, first of all, the movies, the movie, it, 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 the movie only confirmed my feeling of Hal Jordan. It didn't really solidify it, I guess. I don't know. So for some reason in my mind, the, the concept of solidifying versus confirming are two different, two very different things. But the, the Green Lantern animated series really, really just cemented my idea of who Hal Jordan was already. Like I, there was nothing, like I said, there's nothing new in that series that was introduced that we didn't already know about Hal. But seeing it portrayed that way for such a long time, because, you know, we've got the movie, but I mean, if you take, you know, the actual, you know, amount of real physical time that you spend watching each episode total, how long they are, we got to spend a lot of time with Hal Jordan. And in a way, especially especially in an animated form, which is different because you know they like to they like to condense and you know make uh, those those characters into their true essences because it's got to be digestible for you know people like us who are coming into it, but also digestible for children. They have to be able to understand who this person is, and it didn't feel dumbed down. It just felt like the truth of everything I had always known about him honestly. So yeah, uh, definitely the Jeff John stuff uh, with a smattering of the Silver Age stuff, but uh, in a way, the, the animated series too. Well, for me, and we've talked, and yes, I, I'm sure I've talked, we've talked about this before because I know people have asked us similar questions in general. People have asked us Green Lantern in general, not yeah. necessarily related to how, but but for me, it's kind of one in the same. I started reading Green Lantern religiously if you will after kyle took over first issue i bought in chronological order not talking about picking up back issues and you know issues that existed but the first green lantern issue i ever bought was 46 which was the reign of the superman tie-in which is the only reason i bought it uh but i did like that i did like that issue and that issue did make make uh impression certainly had an impression on me. So most of my experience with Hal was retroactively kind of like, I mean, in a way it's like how Ka- how Kyle kind of learned about Hal along the way in that series with including the, the flash, the cool flashbacks Not well, not so much flashbacks for us, but the way Alan Scott was describing everything that happened with Hal and the whole parallax thing. And clearly all Hal's stuff as, parallax and it really in a way it's Hal's time as parallax that really ingrained the ironically now but ingrained the essence of who he was in me and then I started and after after you know you learned a little bit about how I went I went back and I started buying some of the back issues I got a lot of the uh Gerard Jones run things like that and eventually got some older issues and silver age issues and things like that too but the parallax thing, which is one of the reasons why that character sticks with me, because you because you understood the idea of what Hal was, even though he wasn't going about doing a lot of what he was doing the right way. You understood why he was doing it and the, and the concept of how everything had changed, literally the definition of what it what it, a parallax is, the idea of how because his whole worldview or universe view changed because of what he learned. Now he was seeing things in a different light. So. And then he acted accordingly and he was determined to do, to set things right and do, and do what was right, no matter what. So I would say that the, that time frame, even through final night, and it's part of the reason why I like the Hal's the Spectre series so much, because again, that, that, that was my incontinuity, that whole time frame and my introduction to Hal. And then, yes, it was, it was cool. The, the, the Jeff John stuff was very cool. The rebirth. Getting taking Hal back essentially to his essence, and kind of, I did enjoy all that clearly. So anybody who jumped on during the Johns run, I, I get, I don't know. I guess that might make it worse if you started with the Johns run and then you've been dealing with everything else since. I think if you probably were reading Green Lantern before the Johns run, especially really old school, reading it like in the 80s and stuff, then I guess into the early 90s, and then I guess 
going from the high of the John's run down to where we are might be easier to handle because you were used to being very, very low before. Yeah. You, I, just, I was just thinking of your story. Cause it's like, it's interesting that Hal becomes a favorite when Hal leaves and that's your first exposure regularly to the series is yeah. I mean, you started with the issue you started with, but in terms of, you know, only a couple of issues later, your main character is Kyle, but you still end up loving Hal the way you do. Um, it's interesting hearing you talk about, because I, I know how much you like Parallax. And obviously I know that you like the Spectre series because obviously you know, you're devoting time to covering it. But to hear you say part of the reason you like Hal so much is because of said Spectre series. And that's a, a big portion, uh, not all of it, but a, a, a significant portion of your understanding of how it makes me wonder, like, I, I, I don't think I've ever actually read the entirety of the series. I know I've read several issues. But it makes me want to. It makes me curious to read it because I'm interested to see how what I have now solidified in my mind of who Hal is. How I how much of that do I see in the Spectre series? Because in my mind, a lot of who Hal is 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 just quintessential Green Lantern, you know, very willful and and stuff like that. And it's not like you can't be willful in almost literally any other role. But part of my mind is like. How how can Hal be willful if he's not Green Lantern? <laughs> no, I can I I can certainly I could certainly understand that on on the surface. I think the thing part of what I really enjoyed about the Spectre series, the whole process, the whole beginning beginning of it. I mean, remember you know the last issue of was that Judgment Day, right? Wasn't Day of Judgment? It was Judgment Day, I think. I, I have keep a hard time keeping him. I, it's too. hard because they've done. Well, but, I mean, because Ragman shows up in one of them too, and I, I, I always forget which one it was. Yeah, because there was a, there was the one when the when the Spectre himself was kill, killing all the magic users, and then there and so there was one of those. Um, I'll look it up in a second. But the real but the reality is it's it's when when he was when he was Day of Judgment. Day of Judgment was the, it was uh, the Hal Jordan one as a specter that that last issue when he's basically going inside the specter to fight neuron for control uh, and and he's and he's and he starts to try to talk and give give the speech about why he should be the one because i used to be a hero and i used to fight you know fight you know fight for justice and then he just breaks down and then he just because his guilt of everything that happened when he was parallax and it's like i don't deserve this it's like no you know if and you know it's like I, you know, I fail, you know, it's like, uh, I, I, I betrayed, I murdered my friends, all that stuff. And that, that, that panel stuck with me because of the fact that, you know, it, that in a way it was like a catharsis for him to do that. And it's, and it ultimately part of the reason not you know, now, but the retcon after, from rebirth of why the specter chose him to begin with. But then the fact that you had that, you know, that great panel at the end of justice league. Oh God, I think it's 35 now. I keep I used to know that off the top of my head uh, when Hal, it's the first appearance of Hal after after Day of Judgment, when he's dealing with when he's dealing with the Justice League and he's actually judging everybody super harshly because he's afraid. Basically, his own fear of his own like his weakness led him to falling. So he's ampl- amplifying and reading into everybody's weakness, assuming they're going to fall too. that you have that great panel of, of Hal holding up basically of the earth and how like in space with his hands cradling the earth going like uh that whole idea of like you know i've had this power once before and it's like i failed and it's like uh once again i have once again i have the power to you know to change the world and like let's like please this this, let's, this time let me be worthy that's always that's always been very that's one of my favorite panels period just because it really encapsulates who hal is and what he was trying to do and then the mere fact that he could bend the spirit of vengeance and make it into the spirit of redemption that he had basically cat that his willpower was so strong he could cast out the the logos part of the specter the vengeance part and base and take the specter down a different path by trying to help other people find redemption and thus finding redemption himself by doing that so that's those are the those are the aspects of how as the specter that that to me resonate as a good reflection of how of who of who Hal really is and how powerful Hal's willpower really is. So yeah, I can see that making sense. All right. What else we got? Uh you want to do your Discord stuff? 
Yeah, sure. Mark joined Discord the other day. Um, and for those of you who uh, did not hear our last episode, the Discord is up. Uh, we have a Lantern Cast Discord, and we've got a few people in right now. Um, looks like we got uh, almost 20 people in the Discord at the point at this point. Um, we're going, of course, to be building that audience up and up and up and uh, make sure that community grows nice and uh, strong. Uh, but we're doing a little bit of a slow roll right now. We're not just going to post a link for anybody or any bots to be joined uh, in here willy-nilly. Uh, we want to really get a sense of what this community is like, um, what its needs are, how it works, how it operates. Do we need more channels? Do we not? So on and so forth. Um, and really make sure we build up something fun and positive that we want to check in on periodically. So uh, Mark joined the other day. Mark, what do you think of what you see in there so far? I I think my initial walkthrough would be nice if it would give you more of a rate of a, unless I'm missing where it does this, the, an instant reminder, like if there's a, if there's a thread that you were in, that there was a new, a new message in it. I did not notice. I mean, it's in general, I think it shows you when there's a new message in just a thread, but I don't think it necessarily tells you when there's a message in a thread that you've already posted in. I, uh, but like I like replies specifically to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. like, 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 a maybe, and maybe, maybe there is something under, under notifications and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you might want to check the notification settings of the actual system itself. But I do, I like the interface. I think it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to use. So I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think I, I do think it should be fun. Yeah, uh, thus far. I've got a feeling. Do you think of any other channels that we should be adding? Well, do we have? We we don't have anything like. Do you have? Do we have like TV movies and things like that? No, we don't have anything generic yet, other than generic comic talk. But yeah, we could we could definitely add some general stuff in there. Yeah, I think that would. I think that probably would be a good idea. And you're you're uh, you're an admin, so you can add one. That is true, actually. Uh, I have to spend some more time under the hood and take a look other than other than shooting down episode ideas. <laughs> uh, which speaking of, uh, there's an episode suggestion uh, in here that we focus on some of the lanterns from uh, the dark multiverse. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I saw it. I no, no, saw no, it. I'm, I'm letting the people out there know. Our Thank pit. you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah our, pit, our pit. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the suggestion. We appreciate it. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. We had this is honestly this thread here. The episode suggestions thread is the thread slash channel I miss most from the other uh, uh, forums that we had because man, there was a there was a time I because you know uh, it's been a while since I've done a, a re-listen, but for a while there I was listening and re-listening and re-listening to every episode of the Lantern Cast. Like I'd just do a run through. And when I did that, I would sit there and I'd come up with these things. You know, we should circle back around to talk about this that you guys never got around to, and blah 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 blah. There were, and some other people did that too. There was so much, I there were so many ideas in those that former channel that I wish we could, like, if we had an archive that we could loop around to or something, that'd be great. So, if you guys have, if you guys want to join the Discord, email us lanterncast@gmail.com and ask us for the link, and we'll give it to you. Thus far, we've already had two people do that from the most recent episode of the Lantern Cast that hit. So you do that, too, and we will let you in. I don't know when I'll open it up further to just uh, in, a, in a different way or whatever, or maybe post the link directly on the Web page or something like that. But uh, for now, you have to email us, lanterncast at gmail.com, if you want that link. Fair enough. All right. Anything else? Yeah, let's do a, let's do a couple of things since we're actually heaven forbid we're actually not running late for a change soon enough we'll be talking about morbius and there seems to be a no pun intended definitely definitely no pun intended if the rumors are true there seems to be some vulture circling morbius based on some of the rumors about what's in that movie and or what's not in that movie uh i will think that i you've probably heard some of the stuff but it's it's i don't want to go into but of course by the time this comes out the, it'll be like a day or so before Morbius comes out anyway, but still just to keep everything is for people who are trying to avoid hearing anything about the movie, but 
it is it is going to be interesting. And the and Sony's response, as in Sony's not saying anything to counter some of the stuff that's being out that's being put out there as related to Morbius, what's in the movie, what's not in the movie, that you would think if the fact that they're they would be saying something to counter that if it wasn't true. <laughs> because it's not going to be helping them for people to to believe it if it's not true. That I thought that was so that that that's been kind of like picking up steam. I I'm sure you probably saw the stuff about Godzilla versus Kong. I haven't, no. You have not? Well, supposedly, and this has not been official because WB hasn't said anything, nor has Legendary Pictures said anything. But I think like the I think it must be the film board down in Queensland, Australia, where I guess they must have filmed at least part of the first one. That's supposedly the follow-up to this movie. Now they were referring to it as Godzilla versus Kong 2, which of course, in my mind's eye, does not necessarily mean that's going to be what the title would be because I don't think that makes a lot of sense. But it could just be the next movie in the MonsterVerse is is going to film there, and they have then been throwing out numbers as in how much money is going to be pumped into the economy and compared to the first movie and and things like that. So I'm going to assume that there's there is some truth in this, but it's not been confirmed yet that the whatever whatever that next entry in the legendary MonsterVerse is that the rumor. So the, ru- the rumors are it's going to start filming by the end of 2022. So that I thought that was I thought that was interesting. And I think the last thing that I wanted to mention, because it kind of annoyed me that it's it's cool that the, this is the last cover, though. But Entertainment Weekly as a published magazine is now kaput. So the so if you see that cover with Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan on it, that is the last that's going to be the last published issue. What kind of bugged me about this is the fact that I had, I have a subscription to Entertainment Weekly, and while the, it, it's more out of it's more out of principle here because I'm sure I actually got my money's worth out of this subscription when I renewed, however many years ago I did, that I, it was it was probably like for for like four years, four or five years, but the reality is, no matter how you slice it, I've kind of I've kind of gotten shafted on this because of the fact that. And this isn't even the main reason I'm upset. But first of all, Entertainment Weekly went monthly, like at least like a year, <laughs> close to a year ago. So you, you think about the number of issues just right there between this final issue and when they since they went monthly. That, you know, you signed up for a weekly magazine. Then you factor in that my subscription was technically still good to October of 23. That yeah, on that level, it kind of sucks, especially since there's been no indication that they're going to try to offer me any other magazine to fill fill the void. But what bothers me the most is that it's like they never sent you any kind of notice directly, including putting something in the poly bag when they a when they first went to monthly, and now that they're the whole thing is kaput. There are references in the magazine that this is the last issue, but it's not like it says. I don't think it's. I don't think they blatantly say it on the cover that this is the last issue, like final issue, you know, or even on the first page when you open it, there's just, it's relatively subtle actually. And I think for subscribers, at least I kind of thought that was kind of crappy that I think they could have at least done a better job of letting, of letting people know, especially when they, especially when they changed it from, from monthly to uh, from weekly to monthly. So I, I, I renewed. So the good news is I renewed for, I renewed, if this is accurate, for it was a three-year renewal. It was a three-year renewal. So that's probably why I got pushed into 2023 to begin with, because of the fact that it was a three-year renewal, and then because they, they were cutting down the number of issues. Because it looks like it, the last time I sent a check to them was 2018. The good news is it was only for $25. So if you look at the cover price of Entertainment Weekly, I'm sure in the first like year plus, that or the first two years, I already got my money's worth out of it. But if this if this is accurate, yeah, it probably would be accurate. Yeah, twenty it was July of twenty eighteen. So, so that's the reason why on the that's the reason why my subscription got stretched out. But the point is, it it still had time left in it based on the number of issues that were in my subscription. But it would have been nice just to get a notification that hey, we're full we're we're folding the tent as far as an actually physical magazine goes. That would I think that would have been nice. But that was just that was it. That just kind of bugged me this week. So. So, and it actually showed up. It was, I was thinking about it anyway, but it, my, but my issue actually showed up I, uh, a couple of days ago, but I'll miss it. It was, a, it was a fun magazine. You still, uh, you still have Disney plus, right? Yes. Um, is, uh, no way home on there. No, 
Okay, it's already on Voodoo. Yeah, but it based on if I remember correctly, based on the agreements that Sony made, actually Netflix will get it before no what before Marvel before Disney Plus does. Based on the way it's it it will end up on Disney Plus at some point, but based on the chain of events when it starts going on streaming, not just available. It's yeah, I know it's available for digital, so pretty much any place where you can buy movies now on digital. It would be available, but I think this first streaming so- platform it goes on, I believe, will be Netflix based on their agreement. Then eventually, it'll make its way to Disney Plus. No, I, I mean it makes sense, I, I guess, but like it's it's weird to me that it's already available on Vudu because it's this weird. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a very extensive Vudu collection. Uh, there's, I think, there's like nearly 400 movies or something on there, and um, maybe I mean several TV series and stuff like that. So I like, but I also like having the physical copy of things, uh, especially my Marvel stuff. Cause it, I mean, it just honestly, a big part of it is just having it all on the shelf right next to each other in release order. Like it just, it feels really cool to walk by that shelf and be like, Oh man, that's cool that they, they, that this is a thing that this exists. I like, I like seeing that. Um, but the Blu-ray for Spider-Man No Way Home doesn't even come out until April 12th. That's true. I didn't order my, I did not. That's probably the main reason I didn't, I didn't order it yet because it, it's such a, such a weight. I know. Right. So, and, and, but my desire to watch that movie a couple of more times, it, it it's, it's already been on voodoo for a couple of days, at least if not a full week at this point. Uh, and man, my temptation, but I know that when I buy the, I, I have to buy the Blu-ray. I know I'm going to buy it. I'm just going to have a digital code that's waste. I'll basically be paying for the movie twice if I buy the digital now. And it's just like, oh, man, is it tempting, um, especially with this film, because I, I do want to watch this film several more times. Um, but I think that's it. I, 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 I just wanted to talk about that because that there has been like, um, you know, the digital available before the hard copy, but it's usually like two weeks ahead. This is several weeks ahead. And that was shocking to me. No, I can understand that. I, I, I was a little surprised that there was such a, a the gap between between those releases myself. But and and not that you'll care because I don't because you didn't you didn't watch you only watched the 1978 Halloween right that's where you are. I think no. yeah I think that's the only one I watched. Yeah because it's because they just they just added ha- Halloween Kills but of course the 2018 is not on HBO Max but Halloween Kills was just added in including the extended cut because i've watched both a couple of times since they added in a couple of days ago and it's just as stupid as i it's actually even stupider than than i remembered it when i saw it in the theater so it's some sometimes it's nice to watch a movie and have your opinion change but sometimes it's also somewhat reassuring to go watch something that you didn't like or you you, either you really liked or you didn't like the first time and you go watch it again it's like yeah i feel exactly the same and yeah yep that's that's not a winner do you know you can edit this out? Do you know if uh, Matrix Resurrections is still on HBO Max? I don't. Th- I it was funny you mentioned that because I was gonna ask you if you had seen it yet because I but I I think I don't think it's back on yet. I could be wrong because I hadn't seen it. But um, uh, the the four the the four film box set, not including Matrix, the, the Animatrix. Um, the four film box set on Blu-ray is already out and I don't own ma- the other Matrix movies. So I was thinking about getting the box set. So I, th- I think at the very least for at least the trilogy, it's probably worth it. But I, I don't know. Have you, is Resurrections worth it? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. But yeah, once you watch it, what, what, what all these, ta- what we can at least talk about it. I, yeah, if you, I would just do a search. I don't think. I don't remember seeing it come back considering it was a December movie and based on their, their day and date release, how long it was on. That means it would have ended. It would have left at the end of January and considering where we are, I don't think this based on the pattern. It would, it would have reached its time frame yet where it can come back onto the platform. So, so if I had to bet, I would bet that it still hasn't come back on again. Cause that would have been one of the last, if not the last WB movies that they released on the, with the day and date plan since it was like around december 17th or or no twice after that because 17th was uh spider-man 
think it was like the 22nd or something that they released the matrix. So it's, I don't think that one's come back on because they just, they just added something else back in that was on the, uh, that was in the day, the day of oh, Dune, Dune just came back on. Oh, okay. So I so I'm the matrix free- may not be far behind. Yeah. The matrix should be soon. Yeah, it should it should be soon, but I don't think it's currently they've added it back in because I don't remember seeing it because I probably would have tried watching it again because I haven't. I'd like to watch it one more time all the way through because I usually start it and I fall asleep on it. You're, it's worth watching. And Jessica Henwick, our beloved Colleen Wing, is great in that movie. So if there was any justice, that would have been the movie that would have made her a star, which apparently it won't because nobody went to go see it. <laughs> but she was good. She was really good in it. So I still think she made the right choice, probably between that and Shang-Chi, especially if they decide to do stuff. Marvel decides to do stuff with some, at least some of the characters, which we know they think, well, they're going to do Daredevil, clearly. If they do any of the Netflix, which, of course, all the Netflix shows are now on Disney Plus, too. Yeah. So and it. then Moon Knight comes, what, next week, right? Yes. By the time we, by the time we, this gets released, uh, Moon Knight should already be on the platform. The first episode. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. There there might be, but off the top of my head, I think that was, that was all the stuff that I, in my mind's eye, I know I could, yeah, we mentioned Morbius and, and the Kong thing and that. And yeah, I think, I think that's it for now. And if not, there'll be a, it's always next week. All right. If people want to reach out to us uh, or ask us uh, how to get into the Discord, how do they do so? Lanterncast at gmail.com. The website is lanterncast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, hashtag GLCast. Track us down with that. Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please leave us a positive review on all platforms that you listen to us on. And last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text, 708 Lantern. 708 Lantern, and let us know what you think. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.